for all the saints who from their labor rest, who come to this space hoping to be touched by light and love and holiness, for all the saints who know that it is just one step between us and a tragedy, a travesty, just one step between us and a, and a, a grieving moment, a, a strange moment, just one step between us and feeling maybe that we've lost our minds in a crazy world. But here we are, together, all of us, leaning on the everlasting arms of the God who loves us, who uses everything in our lives to change us, to transform us. Thanks be to God, saints, for a space to work on becoming whole together. Amen. Amen. I'm kidding. That was, that was a preamble. <laughs> Will you pray with me, please? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And for all of us gathered in this room and around the screens, we ask that the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, will be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I'm emotional, John, after that song. Got me feeling a little, you know, a little emotional there. Friends, today's word comes from the book of Luke. Bless you. Um, it's the story of Zacchaeus. Do you guys remember the Zacchaeus story when you were little? Kids learning. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, because the Lord, he wanted to see. If you were raised by Quakers or Jews, or Catholics even, you might not know that song. But it was a Protestant camp song about this really strange, wonderful story. Listen. When Jesus entered and walked through Jericho, there was a man there. His name was Zacchaeus, the head tax man and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when Jesus came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your house. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was indignant and grumped. What business does Jesus have getting cozy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered apologetically, Master, I, I give away half of my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. Jesus said, today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to find and restore the lost. Yep, this is the word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God, amen. So when I was a little kid learning this song, I had no idea what, I mean, short man gets in tree and gets down and Jesus comes to his house. Very simple. But there's a lot of complicated message in this very simple story. One, let's do Zacchaeus, man, tax collector, rich. Those are really important phrases in Luke's gospel. He wants always to locate um, the particularity of a person to whom God, Jesus, is blessing. And Zacchaeus is a particular man, a short Jewish man, a petite Jewish man, whose job is to collect the taxes on behalf of the empire. He's not himself evil. That's not what Jesus is saying. Uh, that's not what the, Luke is saying. But he is compromised, if you will, right? Because he is in between his people and the empire. He's in between his people and the empire. He uh, benefits from being in between his people and the empire, so probably his people think of him a bit as a traitor. What does he do? He goes to their houses and collects the taxes. My mother used to buy insurance from those weird people that would sell you insurance <laughs> and come by and collect the fee. Did, you, did your mother ever, anybody? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I see you all trying to embarrass, like, mm -hmm, mine too. But that kind of sense of someone knocking on the door and taking the pay. And there was always a bit too much in the insurance money, and there's always a too much in the tax money. Yes, it's going to Rome, but it's also going to Zacchaeus's pocket. So he is more wealthy than his neighbors. He is compromised by his neighbors. He's bidding. He's doing the bidding of the empire, and they don't really like that. But this particular Jewish petite border person, the person between Israel and Rome has heard about Jesus, has heard there's something about this man, this itinerant handyman, something about this guy, he can do stuff. Jesus be doing stuff. And Zacchaeus wants some of what Jesus has. I've heard that the blind people can see after just a close encounter with Jesus. I've heard they can make a little spit in the mud and put it on their eyes and the scales will fall off. I've heard that he can trouble the waters and if they're broken in the body and they can't really move, they can get in the water and when they get out, they'll be made well again. I've heard he's a pretty good fencer with the words that he can take on the establishment and tell parables that startle them and amaze them and transform them. I want a little bit of what Jesus has got is what Zacchaeus is communicating. Petite tax collector on the border runs ahead of all the crowd and climbs up in a tree. That's something a 12-year-old boy might do, an eight-year-old boy might do but not a dignified tax collecting leader. So he is willing to humiliate himself. He's willing to embarrass himself to get just a little bit of the goodness that he thinks Jesus has to give him. Making a fool out of himself, climbing up this tree like a 12 year old. Let me just say a couple more things about the text. Y'all know I'm a geek for exegesis lots of times. Um, there's a sense of motion always in Luke's gospel, and there's a sense of motion in this text, a sense of immediacy. The crowd is on the move, Zacchaeus is on the move, but Jesus is on the move. So when I think about uh, what Luke might be trying to do in this text is what we do here at Middle Church. We're not joining a church, you're joining a what? Movement. A movement. This is about 
movement building. Jesus is on the move, building a movement of love and justice. The crowd is on the move, trying to get in the movement. And Zacchaeus is on the move, trying to figure out what Jesus has that he wants. There's a sense of urgency. And then let me just go back to what I said about him being between Israel and Rome, that Zacchaeus is on the border. Zacchaeus is a border person. He's on the border like Jesus is on the border. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we preached about Jesus being between, right, being between Samaria and Judea? Jesus lives on the border of um, African and Semitic. He lives on the border of tax, uh, excuse me, of handyman and rabbi. And he lives on the border between God and human. Jesus is a border person, and so also is Zacchaeus. And I can't help but wonder when Jesus looks up in the tree if he doesn't recognize a little bit of himself there. The in-between, in-betwixt self. Was there some sense of camaraderie, some sense of recognition, some sense of, oh, you and me too? In my holy imagination, I think that's what's true. Anyway. When Jesus sees Zacchaeus and says, hey, get out the tree and come on down here. I'm coming to your house today. Do you all know that there's an idiom called go climb a tree? These are just the geeky things I find out when I'm doing my exegesis. Uh, go jump in a lake. Go fly a kite. Go climb a tree. Okay, I'm just throwing out that out there. <laughs> you, not, not go climb a tree. You come out the tree. You who feel outside, come feel inside. You who might feel dismissed, come get jiggy with me. Come on down at the tree. I'm coming to your house today. Zacchaeus is like, what, me? That feeling of when Calissa gets her uh, Academy Award, she'll be like, me, just me, I'm getting the award. That's how Zacchaeus felt, just a little bit like he was getting an Academy Award. Me, it's me, and he has a speech ready because he's excited. Anyway, he comes out of the tree. He has a close encounter with Jesus. And what I think I want to make sure that I highlight about this moment right here is the people in the crowd see Zacchaeus as someone to loathe, scorn, despise, ridicule. Too small to even be seen. Too on the outside of, too on the outside of our righteousness, justice, goodness to be a part of us. And too undeserving of Jesus for Jesus to pick him to go to his house. There was envy there. There was jealousy there. There was why not meanness there. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? And so therefore, Jesus could see Zacchaeus, but the people couldn't see Zacchaeus. They couldn't see who he was in the eyes of God. They couldn't see who he was in the eyes of Jesus. All they could see was who he was in the eyes of the culture in which they lived. He was an outsider, a nobody, a no good, a transgressor, a betrayer. But Jesus saw him differently. Jesus saw a child of God. Jesus saw, the text says, a child of Abraham. Jesus saw his relative, his family, his partner, his posse, and said, basically, welcome home come into the place of transformation. Did any of you all do new math? I'm just going all the way back to how old I really am. Did you have the new math? There was a time where the new math was 
the, the, the denominator walked into the math box and came out multiplied. Thank you for knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus told Zacchaeus to come out the tree and get in the transformation box, is what I'm trying to say. You deserve the transformation box. You deserve the transformation box as much as I deserve the transformation box because you are my brother and you are a child of Abraham. I love this. I love this. And Jesus takes Zacchaeus to Zacchaeus' house and they eat and drink wine, not grape juice, and they have a really good time together, a good party. That's how it goes because that's how Jesus is rolling. It can feel to us as we listen to this text that Zacchaeus is like the star of the story. Little man, outsider, tax collector, sees Jesus, wants to get what Jesus has, goes to get what Jesus has, and gets it. But he is not the star of the story. Who is the star of the story? Jesus is. When we were little kids, the answer to all the Bible study questions was Jesus did it, right? <laughs> so Jesus is the star of the story. Why? Because God is the star of the story. And because there's nothing that we can do, nothing Zacchaeus could do, nothing that could be done to make us sit outside of God's love for us. Nothing, Paul says. Not death, not life, not angels, not powers. Nothing in life, nothing in death. Nothing separates us from the love of God. And in Jericho and on the way to the cross, this story is in the gospel to let us know that the rich tax collector doesn't sit outside of God's reign. The betrayer doesn't sit outside of God's reign. And I'm so sorry, but it's darn true. Even these white nationalists, white supremacists don't sit outside of God's reign. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I just don't. Doesn't seem fair. I read this morning a public research institute study that says of all the folks in America, two out of three don't think, that's a negative, two out of three don't think America is the promised land for the white people. Two out of three don't think it. But that means one-third do. <laughs> one-third of Americans, not American Christians, one-third of Americans polled think this nation is the new promised land for white Christian Americans. And half of the Republicans think that this land, half of the Republicans polled think this land belongs to white Christian, white nationalist conservatives as the promised land. Half of them think that. And damn it, even those guys, even those guys, even those guys do not sit outside of the sight of God. Even those guys have the right to climb up in trees or go to church or have a close encounter with the holy that puts them through the transformation box 
so that they become who God intends us to be. Can you feel what I'm trying to say? At the end of our rising video, I asked, the question is, what kind of church do we want to be? What kind of church do we want to be? There are full-on weeks where I want to be the church where the only people who walk through the door are the people like me. Progressive, artsy, justice-y, womanist, do you understand feminist? Like me. I like me. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, middle church, if part of our calling is to help Zacchaeus get out the tree, is it part of our job to help Zacchaeus have a close encounter with Jesus? Is it part of our calling to make sure no matter how short you are or conservative you are or Republican you are or broken you are or sad or confused or angry or hurting that all the people can get into the transformation box and have a close encounter with God and have their lives changed. I'm thinking that's our job. Maybe that's why we're called middle. Maybe we're supposed to help people get into the middle to find a taste of the transforming love that has claimed us. I think that's right. And if that's right, then we got some tactics to change. Just a little bit, a little bit wider aperture, a little bit more forgiveness, a little more grace, a little less strident, just a little less strident, only a little less strident. <laughs> a little more invitational, because this goodness, this joy, this transformation, this power, this incredibly delightful, amazing system of healing that we've curated here, everybody needs it. Everybody deserves it. Everybody deserves it. No matter how short, no matter how rich, no matter how on the border, no matter whether they feel a part of the other or they feel like this is home, I wonder if we could together curate a laboratory in which God's people are changed for good. I'm confessing. I'm being changed. I don't know exactly what that means. I'm not going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying. Whoopsie. I'm saying I want to widen my heart so we can all widen our tent 
so we can really heal the world. I came for the lost, Jesus said. Let's help more people get found. Maybe so. Amen.